Welcome to Porsche Talk. This is the Happy Hour Edition, aka the Drinkcast, aka the Today. It is, in fact, the Single Black Fathers. Well, I don't know if you guys are all single, so I'm just gonna say the Black Fathers cast at this moment. I'm Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. I am not a black father, but easy tell him, Papito, Daddy, dick him down. I don't need all the extras today. We got two guests, um, Eliza Jerome Brown the third and Anthony Robinson. Maybe they got clean water down in Houston now. Do y'all got water now, by the way? Yeah, we yeah, we do. Good, good. Yeah. It was uh, just parts of it was just parts of the city that didn't have it. My my part was pretty good. I know your part was pretty good. I didn't see how you live on Snapchat. There was no <laughs> way that neighborhood was running out of out of water. I don't know. You got the wrong Anthony. That's Cap. Um, Ed, I'm a, I feel like I'm gonna let you kind of lead this Sorry. lead this in. Yeah. Is that your mother? Nah, Brody. That's the mailman. Oh, uh, okay. I don't care about him. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll dive right into it. We'll dive right into it. Um, first and foremost, since like I said, we got Anthony and we got Eli. We'll let Anthony go first and then we'll let Eli go. Without getting too into your business, I like just to hear for people who are listening, maybe in their similar situations, what exactly y'all relationship with your baby mothers are, whether y'all together, whether y'all single, co-parenting, what y'all are doing to make it work. Just a little brief summary on that. Anthony, you can start off. <laughs> All right. Uh me and my son's mother we're, we're co-parenting we're actually like we're actually really good friends like we we work together that's how i met him we were working together and it, you know we're good though so i have no complaints i'm not, i don't have the the baby mama drama as people like to say we're all pretty- right so you met yours at work you said everything's pretty copacetic with y'all y'all work together well um how's uh how's it work y'all got like split custody you got you got it on the weekends. What's the breakdown? Uh, well, funny story. We actually live in the same like apartment complex, so there's okay. no really like there's no custody. It's like I want him whenever I want to see him, I see him. He stays with me sometimes. He stays with her sometimes. Like I said, it's a it's a different dynamic for me and her. Most people probably aren't used to. Most people probably don't believe it if they if they don't hear it out of my mouth. So yeah, it's a little different. So there's no like there's no custody issues. It's just whenever. Whenever I want to have them, I have them. Whenever she wants them, she she gets them. Damn, I'm not gonna lie. That do sound like it would work pretty sweet. Just go up the stairs to get your son. <laughs> what if you yeah. don't want him? Hey, yo, what? <laughs> well, we ha- we ha- well, we have to we have to plan ahead. Like if if I if I'm doing something on the weekend, like with friends or family or something, and I just want to like be with my boys or something, and I'll tell her, okay, I, I'm not gonna come get him this weekend, but I'll see him like the next night because I'm pretty much right across the, like right across the walkway from her. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, Eli, give us your rundown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mine is nothing like that. It's the complete opposite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and my parents. Uh, what I will say is there has been trials and tribulations. Um, you know, with getting anyone pregnant in the early stages of dating already makes it hard because you truly don't know that person in itself. And then you have to take on the roles and the responsibilities of now being a parent and still trying to figure each other out and learn each other. Because now it's like, okay, that puppy dog that, you know, going out and doing whatever, you know, in a new relationship kind of gets put on the back burner because, boom, now all of a sudden you're in baby preparation. Um, I, I will not, you know, 
say anything negative. We both played our parts. Me, you know, being the dog I am, I definitely played a bigger part than she did. Um, I'll say is we definitely now we're getting to a better place. You know, we're on a, you know, schedule. Um, like uh, my friend over there, joint uh, <laughs> custody, just personally for me being um, we already know how it's going to go in the court of law. It, it's just if, you know, my BM ever decided she wanted to just act crazy, let's go to court. I already know hands down nine times out of ten, the judge is always going to side with the mother. And then, of course, me being a black male in white America, it's even worse. So I wasn't taking those chances. I went ahead. I took her to court, actually. I filed the paperwork. I paid my money. I signed up for child support. So that way, legally, under the eyes of the government. She cannot make any sole decisions that involve my daughter without my consent. Because of my joint uh, custody order, she cannot leave the state without my consent, or I can charge her with kidnapping. That's the type of energy I wanted to be on because I don't play about minds. You feel <laughs> me? Like I, I wasn't even going to have this back and forth debate with another human about my child. I mean, of course, we have to agree on certain things as parents, but uh, if I tell somebody you're not taking my kid somewhere, I, I stand by it, and I'm not going to argue it. All I'm going to do is I'm going to hit you with the paperwork, and that's going to be the end of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, just a little quick side note. You know, when we were going through some stuff, you know, there was an issue to where we felt like, oh, you know, we couldn't agree on our custody agreement. So, kind of ugly. And I'd rather have to hit it with the, do I need to pull out the court order? Or, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I hate to be that kind of dude. But when I feel like I'm left no option, that then I got I got to turn off the love. Yeah, you know, and uh, when it comes to, you know, my because I got a little girl, she's a year and a half now, you know, she finally saying daddy. So, you know, I do anything to protect my daughter, you know, anything for and me and, you know, the mother of my child, we definitely we we have agreed on that much, which is a blessing in itself. And then just for her to be able to have, you know, double the support system and the love. Give me my keys, child. The support system and the love, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Baby turned on my alarm. But, um, you know, it, it's definitely a blessing. What I will say is a lot of people do not understand the struggle of interracial relationships, especially when you bring a child into it, until you go through it. I did not understand that there would be so many racial divides. And it's not anything, uh, when I say divide, I mean, I mean, divide as in, you know, a Hispanic thinking against, you know, a Caucasian, a black against the Asian. Based on your culture, your views, and how you were raised, it's how your mindset is. So, of course, you know, you don't always expect the average white person to think like a black person. So, you know, when you think about raising, a, uh, you know, a child, with that that um, that different that different ethnic background, then you have that push and pull factor because now you got somebody that wants to do something within their culture and their comfortability that you may not be so comfortable with, but it also goes vice versa in hand, and that's yeah. where you know you you, you really gotta <laughs> be able to have communication skills. Before we get into the push and pull of the interracial. Before we get into the push and pull of the interracial relationship, Anthony, is your uh, what you what you call it? Because I know some people don't like to call the mothers of the children's yeah. baby moms or the BMs. So, what do you want her to be addressed as, and what do you address her as when you talk about it? 
I just call her my son's mother. She's not, you know. Oh. There's no, there's no right, ill so. will. I feel like the baby mama has like a negative connotation behind it. So I just, okay. I've never, I've never called her that. So for your son's mother, uh, I don't know if I got the race on her. Is your, is she black or is this an interracial relationship as well? No, it's interracial. She's, uh, she's Mexican. All right. So before we let Eli get on the push and pull of his black and Caucasian, is there some push and pull just culturally for you and yours? Uh, I think more so it's it's the age gap between us. There's a there's a huge age gap between us. What's the age so gap? She's <laughs> she's twelve years older than me. Jesus oh. Christ! And you old as shit, Anthony. Bro, I'm 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 young, man. You're like thirty one. Yeah, that's not old. That's I, I bet I just I just hit my prime. No, you did it. Yes, I did. Okay, so y'all got a little age gap. So before we yeah. get on Eli's uh, relationship push and pull. What's the age gap scenario that you deal with? It's more so me just being like, I still have like friends. We still go out. Like we still kick it. Like she's more on the stay at home, chill, watch movies all day. Like I'm cool with doing that every now and then, but I still have like my friends that are like want to go out, just like go to their house, barbecue, come to my spot, grill, watch a fight or something like that. Like she, she's, she's into that, but she's more on the, the back end of it. Like I'm like in that part of my life, like right now. Oh, that's okay. only like that's like the it's not really a disconnect, but it, that's the only like differences I should I would I would say. Other than that, like it's we're pretty much we pretty much see eye to eye on most things, especially when it comes to raising a little one. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I get it, cause yeah, lucky you. I can see see her maybe being on the back end of that, still and, trying to uh, live and enjoy. That, um, God damn, definitely with you know my DM and everything. We we see eye to eye definitely on you know raising you know, all together and cooperating and doing everything. It's more of the our personalities don't mesh. You know, like I said, we we got together pregnant in three months. You know, we're still trying to figure each other out. And then you know, once the baby came, now we're a year into a relationship. And I think we both just kind of realized, like, yo we don't really like each other in the sense that we thought we did kind of thing. Like I really got to know you now and I'm not feeling the vibe, but we got a kid now. So it's, <laughs> we got to push through it. Um, I definitely, you know, I, I have more and I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I definitely did have ill intent and will towards my BM just from personal reasons and issues, you know, we don't need to discuss, but I, I'm definitely past that. Now we've been able to co-parent efficiently you know, I wish nothing but the best for, but me and her personally are still not in a place to where, like, you know, like he said, he can go and kick it with his, you know, the mother of his child. I, I, I'm not at that place right now. And I, I hope that someday, you know, we can get to that place. But until there's growth and maturity on both ends and, you know, the ability to be able to communicate, you know, efficiently, because what I've learned about communication is it doesn't matter how you break it down. But if someone isn't comprehending what you're saying, you're wasting your time. And that's what happens a lot with our conversations on both ends. I feel like what I'm saying, she's not comprehending or understanding the way I need to and vice versa, which is why, you know, now we keep it strictly co-parenting. You know, we try to do the whole let's be best friends and just be, you know, co-parents. But of course, as you know, you got a child together. So that line kind of gets blurred a lot with the, it goes from friend to, you know, relationship to friends. And it's just a whole nother can of worms that 
it, it was just too much on top of being new parents. So right now we just both decided to focus on the child, which is the main thing. And, you know, like I said, if we got time and, you know, the cards end up in both our favors, you know, who sees what can happen. But right now it's more of a, let's just, you know, do what we can to get by until <laughs> we feel like we're not struggling anymore in the sense of, you know, parenting, because this, it's a lot of sleepless nights, man. It's a lot of doing stuff. I'm telling you, it's a lot of doing stuff you really don't want to do. But when, you know, all I think about is the simple fact of, you know, I didn't ask, you know, she didn't ask to be here. You know, it wasn't like one day she just, you know, decided to wiggle around in my nutsack and be like, hey, daddy, it's time to go. Like, nah, I was the one shooting the club up. So, <laughs> yes, sir. Me to, you know, go ahead and handle that on my end, you know, for real. Now that she's getting older, you know, she looked at me yesterday. My daughter can only speak partial sentences. And she said, Daddy, I want to go outside. And I said, God, like we here now. <laughs> I get fresh off work and I got to go play. <laughs> yep. Nonstop go move. Hey, I have I'm a question you, for you both know, of you. By the time she's down, I'm over here and it's like, I want to go out, you know, especially like tonight. It's a Friday night. I'm going to drop my kid off by 8 p.m. But by the time I drop her off and get home, I'm gonna be like, "Do I have the energy to go out?" You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? That's because you turn. That's what it's really about? And then nine times out of ten, I just be like, "It don't even matter," because when I do go out, I'm just sitting there yawning the whole time. <laughs> nah, I could have just Eric, stayed home for that. Uh, Eric, you said you got a question. Yeah. So my thought, like in my mindset right now, definitely. If but if I were to find out, is, can you not hear us, bro? Um, I didn't get your name again. Can you repeat it for me? Eric, we've met multiple times. I think he can only hear Anthony. He might only Hello? be able to hear Anthony. Hello? Yeah, well, I'm gonna tell I, him to I leave can and come only back. hear you. Oh, yeah, he said he can only hear me. Tell him to leave, him and, come leave back. and come back. They said leave and come back into it. <laughs> this always happens. All right, hold on. <laughs> So I was like, I was like, this nigga is talking, bro. He was really going, and I was like, we both try to go, and he just kept going. I was like, yo, he doesn't even give a fuck anymore. He's like, it's my, it's about my kid. I want to say everything I got to say right now. Y'all gonna have to wait. Bro, he had all the words ready for that kid. He did, he did. Damn, Anthony, how old is your son? He's two. He'll be three in um, Christmas Eve. Jesus Christ, kid, almost That's as old crazy. as me. Yeah, times 30, right? Nah, man. Times two, maybe. Fuck. Not even times two, for real. <laughs> he taking his sweet time coming back in. I'm going to just ask my question to Anthony right now, and then, then I'll come yeah. back to Eli. Oh, he here. All yeah, right, can you hear us now? Boys. Good, good. All right. My question is for both of you. I couldn't even imagine the thought of having a kid right now. So when you guys first found out, what was your initial reaction? <laughs> I, well, so it was kind of planned. It wasn't like a surprise. So it was a plain thing. Like we both kind of, so I'm going to go, I'm going to take you back to how I got to that point. So my dad had me when he was 33, 32. So I told myself if I didn't have my kid by that age, I was just going to wait. So Wait until what? Just w either wait or not have any. Oh, okay, okay. So when I met her, she also, another side note, she has a 21-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. 
She already had a 21-year-old. Well, she was like, she was 19, 18 when I met her. Okay. So she initially thought that she couldn't have any more kids. So it was just like, okay, well, are we going to do this or not? So we kind of just had an agreement as we're going to try. If, if we get one, then we get one. If we don't, then it, it just wasn't meant to be. So mine was planned out. So I wasn't really surprised. It was kind of like I was excited. My parents, my family was excited. So it was, like I said, my, my dynamic is a lot different than most people's. Yeah, your dynamic is sweet, bro. <laughs> your dynamic is love. Um, on my end, sheesh. Um, no, I did not want a child at all. Um, but my reasons for not wanting a child was because I was not financially in a place to have a child. Me personally, as a man, I did not want kids until I had all of my own stuff. When I say all of my own stuff, that means I'm pulling up to my parents' house for Sunday dinner, you know, because I want to, not because that's where I live, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, my parents, uh, every Sunday, no. Facts. You know, when um, she told me she was pregnant, I looked at her and I said, you got to be joking. Like, and then when she showed me the pregnancy test, I believe her. So I said, come to the crib and do it again. <laughs> I, I, I was dead set on not having a child and then. You know, again, don't get me wrong. My child's here I, that I do anything for. I love her to death. But just financial wise, I know the responsibilities of having a child. And I knew I was not ready. But again, that ain't matter. So we here now. And uh, don't get me wrong. I, I was just talking to my dad about this. Being, you know, a 26-year-old dad, that shit is so tiring. And it's frustrating because... At 26, when I see, you know, my homeboys as we're going off, you know, having week-long vacations with, with the homies, when I see, you know, my coworkers and my friends who, even if they have kids, their kids are already grown. So they like, what's up? What are we doing tonight? And I'm like, nothing. I have a child. Like, <laughs> and, and it, you know, it kind of makes me feel like I'm missing out on things, you know, just for my, you know, age group and, you know, for partying purpose-wise. But at the end of the day, for real, bro, like, once you get adapted into that fatherhood lifestyle, like partying, it's so it's so like not in the front of my mind anymore the way it used to be, you know, searching for, you know, the the quickest lay or the hottest girl, you know, as a prize. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's foregone, you know, it's not anything that, you know, I'm really striving for anymore. At this point, it's just I want to make sure, you know, my daughter has the best that she can that I can provide her and her family. I want to make sure she's loved, she's happy, and that I can at least get five hours of sleep a night. All right. So, hard-hitting Q. Um, both of y'all have stated y'all not with the mother of y'all children. Anthony's situation is a little sweet. That's um, too sweet. With both of these <laughs> situations being explained, how would y'all react? I know we're going to get the cliche, I uh, see ground, I'm past it, blah, blah, blah. How can y'all react when the mother of y'all children first initially starts dating a new person are there rules about that y'all got stipulations what's what's on the mind about that um my only stipulation uh with you know the mother of my child dating somebody else is i told her i said honestly i want you to be happy i want you to find love like i do not care if you move on because i know right now i'm not the guy for you the only stipulation i have is if you start dating personally i feel like there should be a six month bumper a six month bumper, I say before you even consider introducing my child to another person just for them to potentially walk out her life. And then even then it's just like, again, 
this you saying, oh, I moved on. I want to, you know, start introducing that child. What you're not realizing is your relationship isn't guaranteed. So for you to sit there and introduce somebody new to a child, they build that bond, that relationship for that person to just, you know, leave without saying anything because they're a child and the child doesn't understand. So, you know, now I got, you know, my daughter looking at me talking about some wise, you know, mommy's boyfriend not around anymore. Or Daddy, where's your girlfriend at? Blah, blah, blah. And I got to sit there with the I eat ass face. Like, yeah, I, I'm just not going through it, you know? And I tell people that I talk to all the time. I say, hey, listen, I just want to let you know up front, I have a child. And even if this becomes something, you won't be nothing with my child till I'm comfortable. So, I mean, you'll see it through pictures and FaceTime. But there ain't going to be no, oh, let's go out on a dinner date and pretend to be the perfect family of three because that ain't the case. Yeah, I echo pretty much everything that he just said. And also my my main thing is if they ever get to that point of she's dating somebody else and they're legit going to be together, just don't don't put your hands on my son. Like if if he has an issue, call me. And we can deal with that, but there's no way you, another man is gonna put his hand. I don't care if he if he slaps you in the face. Don't put your hands on my son. That's a fact. Oh, one See? last thing I'm gonna add. I'm gonna okay. add one last thing to that. Um, also, with the significant other, know your role. Uh, when I say know your role, I mean I don't mind you know you helping out with my child or in a yeah. sense, but don't sit there and try to you know be a father figure replacement. Because yeah, like, 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 like I'm not in the yeah. picture. Right, right. Like, like I don't see my child, you know, five days a week. We're not going to play that game. You're not going to sit here and try and, you know, just ex-nay, you know, the single dad who actually yeah. busts his tail for his child. You know what I'm saying? So that that is my second biggest thing. Do do not okay. come in and try and do a hostile takeover because you won't that. like how it ends. I get that. I yes. got a follow-up question, but I get that because if y'all single dads or whatnot, if y'all are seeing y'all kids making the effort, I would hate for some man to come in there and make it seem like y'all a deadbeat to y'all children, cause right. they deadbeats out there and y'all not right. deadbeat. So at all. that's 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 gonna cause a cause a big issue and nobody's gonna be happy if that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's my question, cause this was actually we don't talk about this a few different times on the podcast when it comes to step parents and like boyfriends and whatnot. Anthony brought up a point when he said, "Don't put your hands on my kids." Here's my question. Is there ever a scenario, let's say, I mean, I don't have kids. You clearly got a kid. Let's say your kid gets to 8, 9, 10 years old, and this has been your son's mother's boyfriend or fiance or whatever he is now for a good four or five years. So now he kind of like, you still the father, but he kind of the live-in father figure. Right. Is he then allowed to discipline your child? Within means. Uh, I stand by uh, what he said about the, I, I don't care what the situation is, you're not gonna physically put your hands on my child. But to to correctively discipline, again, like you said, live in friend, whatever, yeah. at that point, they've probably been together a couple of years. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna tell them, be like, hey bro, if my child acting up, discipline them within means. But if it's yeah, a situation where I feel like it needs to be handled by their actual biological parent, then step down and back up. Yeah, for me, discipline like I'm a I'm a teacher, so discipline comes in a lot of forms. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical. Yeah, like you can have a conversation with them and and still get your point across without having to be like the, the 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 disciplinarian where you gotta like take them to the back room and put your hands on them and right, that's not gonna right. help you. That's not gonna help anybody. It's not gonna help you. It's not gonna help him. And damn sure not gonna help me. 
So like and we also need, we also need to sit down and have that conversation. Like when we get to that point, okay, look, like 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 you said, if we have that conversation, I can tell you, okay, if he's acting crazy and acting up, do what you got. Like you can you can put your foot down, but the whole putting your hands on him that that if, if that's if that's your only way of getting your point across and disciplining somebody, then you got a whole other problem on your hands. They're not gonna listen to you anyway. That's a fact. Yeah, I definitely agree on that one because I mean. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he's seen it as well, but it, it it has to do with a lot of our generation that comes into play to where, you know, things don't work out with the mom and the dad. They don't already had a kid together. You know, mom or dad gets with somebody else. And now that significant other is overstepping their boundaries. But the thing is, it, that's where it becomes also, you know, kind of tricky when the, when the mother or the father does nothing to stop that significant other. That's true. You know what I'm yep. saying? And that's, that's where, you know, that that's where extra issues can lie in because, you know, again, if I if we're not together and you got somebody else, I don't know what goes on in your house when I'm not around. So, yeah, we could all sit down and having a conversation talking about some, hey, you know, just play your role. I don't mind you, you know, disciplining, but it ain't going to be nothing crazy happening. But the moment I walk out the door, you know, mom's just like, you the man of this house. Do what you got to do. Yeah, do yeah, 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 you know, that, and, and that's that's a problem. Because, again, it's communication and people are not respecting people's other people's parental boundaries. You know, it's all about the I, I, I. But it's like, no, once we had a kid, that I is done. It's we. Yeah, that's, mm. that's out the window. Nothing that's can be done without with just I. Yep. All right. Shoot. Let's we done, we done touched on some of the relationship aspects of the kid, some of the relationships with the mothers of your children. Let's hit, I guess, some of the fun parts of being a parent. I don't know if neither of you have necessarily got there with both of your kids being so young. I'll start with you, Anthony. You played a little football back in the day. Some say it could have been D1. I need to see verification because you was trash. I witnessed it. With that Maybe. being said, <laughs> are you going, with that being said, are you going to push your son towards playing football or What's going? On? Are you going to push them towards sports in general? How's that going to play out? Well, surprisingly, I got, I don't have I didn't I didn't necessarily want to push him towards sports. I would have been I'd be happy if he played sports, but he is in love with sports now. Like when I'm watching football on TV, he'll come and sit in my lap, and we'll have a full conversation about what's happening on TV. He has a t-ball. He has t-ball. He has he has a basketball goal. He loves sports, but I was the same way as a kid. Like, my dad used to tell me, like, I would carry a football around with me everywhere I went. Like, he's the same way. He has a football, a basketball, and a baseball all in my car. And if we, if it's not in the car, we can't get in the car until it's in the car. <laughs> so I'm not going to really push him towards sports, but by the looks of it, I think he's already going that way anyway because he's just around about Like, I watch sports all day. My dad watches it. His, his, uh, his, uh, actually, his cousin is a, is a top five recruit in the country. He's going to Ohio State next year. Damn. Congratulations. Yeah. So he kind of has it. He kind of has it on on both on, in all aspects. Okay. Um, what about you, Elijah? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I actually didn't want my daughter to play sports at all. You know, I just wanted her to, you know, kind of be a girly girl, do her thing, allow me to be, you know, the overbearing protective dad. But it looks like, unfortunately, because of me and you, Ezra and Ethan and everybody else, she's gonna be playing basketball. Um, I forgot, you know, 
you don't think about little stuff like that, but me holding her, feeding her, I'm holding her, you know, with one hand, giving her the bottle, and I'm playing 2K in the other, you know. She she taking a nap in my arms, and I got the Lakers on TV. So, you know, now she looks at me, and it surprised me, actually, yesterday. She, we were getting out the car, and she looked at me, and she said, Dad, Dad, basketball. And then she went to pick it up and try and start dribbling, and I was like, damn, I'm going to have to start coaching girls basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Um, I don't mind her being athletic, but it wouldn't bother me if she's not. But I mean, with all the athleticism in our family, it's like, why wouldn't she play a sport kind of ordeal? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I won't mind to play as much as much sport as you can. I want to play soccer, tennis. I want to play every everything you can. I want to play it all. At least try it. You might you might find something that you're better at than football, or basketball, or baseball. What age would you put your kids into sports, though? Because I feel like I wouldn't want to put, like, a four-year-old or five-year-old, like, in T-ball because I'm not trying to watch bad sports at the same time. I need, like, well, something quality. From well, a soccer, parent, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead soccer, I would, I'm going to put them in pretty early. Like, that just helps with, like, footwork and all that mm-hmm. just to get them acclimated to running. Like, he runs a lot. Like, he, he likes it. Like, I had to buy him a trampoline because he jumps off the couch and onto the floor. Like, he just likes to jump off of things. So I had to buy him, like, a little mini trampoline that he can jump off of. And he, he actually pulled it towards the couch so he could jump off the couch and jump onto the trampoline. So now I have to put it in a corner somewhere where he can't move it. But I'm going to put him in soccer early, maybe four, maybe five. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to kill me to watch, like, the, the, the back and forth, the running in circles, the kids picking the balls up with their hands. Mm. But I know it'll help later on down the line. Yeah. Um, personally, for me, it's whenever I feel like she's at that age to where she needs – you know when you know – you're you're at a high school or a middle school and you just come across that one kid and you like how old are they you know why why aren't they playing you know in a league or something that's i'm not basing it off of age i'm just basing it off her skill level so once i feel like she's at that age to where she needs to start you know honing her skills or her abilities or she really takes a liking to something then yeah i mean uh, for me it could be as early as three if she's that developed you know, there's no really age limit on it because, I mean, my dad told me I started fully dribbling a basketball at two. I couldn't I couldn't dribble it more than two or three bounces, but I could dribble it. And that's when he started, you know, working with me. So, I mean, there's no real age. It's all the more about, you know, the parents. That's true. Um, pre- yeah, preference and their comfortability. Because, again, you got those overbearing parents to where they're like, I don't want my kid to get injured. I don't want him around, you know, the other kids who, you know, might catch germs. You just never really know. But it's really just, yeah, you know, (laughs) but you have parents like that. You know, I I know people right now that tell me they don't even take their their newborn child out, you know, just to Walmart. And I Mm -hmm. said, why? And they were like, well, you know, with COVID and everything. And I said, do you realize that by the time your child goes to school, because you have not allowed them to embrace any of the physical elements outside that they that you're actually setting them up for failure. Your body can't produce any, you know, you know, whatever you need antibodies. to get met. Thank you. Any yeah. antibodies if you've never been exposed to anything, which just means you're gonna be, you know, six, seven years old with no immune system. That's I'm true. Gonna I'm gonna let y'all I'm gonna let y'all know right now. And if y'all got kids who real niggas, I started playing football when I was four. I'm not gonna put no pressure on y'all kids. That's, that's not, your problem. You had all that head trauma at an early age. That's your problem now. 
Don't don't worry about me. I was a dog. So if your kid ain't playing by four, they probably not going nowhere, bro. I feel like four year olds are just nothing but fucking helmet to helmet just the whole game. Oh, that's right. Just missed tackles. There was a lot. Oh, I wasn't missing no tackles. There was a lot of studying going on out there. You know me. You going you going to head first like a torpedo. You know they started me off as DN because I was big for four. I was going crazy. You big for your age now? What you talking about? Hey. What can I say? They breed them big. Nothing. So they bred you big. I'm sorry that they bred you soft. What did you play? Did you play like quarterback or something? I played quarterback. I, actually, I started off playing DB. Then I got. Then I moved to quarterback. Because you, like, you, you was bad. No. You was bad. You were bad. No, Either way, I started everywhere. Quarterback, wide receiver, yeah. that's what I played. This school must have been 1A. <laughs> no, my, we, bro, I'm in Texas. They know, they know 1A schools. Yeah, but I, ain't every school in Texas big. Yeah, they're all like five eight and six eight. Bro, my school is six eight. We would have smacked you, but that's not what this about. This is about <laughs> bro, the kids. Yeah, we had this conversation every time, and it, it, it doesn't go well for you. It doesn't anyway, go well for you. On. Moving on. Um, we talked about sports with the kids, the relationships with the kids. Um, I guess we might hit a couple of deep three six five questions. Eric, you got anything left for him on kid? Oh, kids. Um. Are you going to be the people that live through your kids at some point? Because I can't respect you if you're going to do that. No. Nah. I, I, can't, I can't see myself being that. I have two, I have I have a life right now, so I'm not really trying to change. But like, okay, I want my kid to be this. I want my kid to be that. If he, He's going to be what he's going to be. As long as he's not like a fuck-up, then I'm good. Okay. Regardless of what he, he could be a musician, an artist. He could be a electrician. He could be a plumber. As long as he does something that he, that he enjoys doing. I'm okay. I'm I'm good with it. Whatever it is. Eli, you here? We gonna act like he was not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my only other question about kids is like, when you're raising them, what are a couple like big kind of I'm trying to think like morals or kind of things you want to teach them that they know? For like the rest of their lives, they're kind of the baseline. The you know whatever. I'm I'm forgetting the words, but you know what I'm saying. The yeah, morals, kind of like kind of like the building blocks. Like, what are you gonna base your parenting around? Like, if you haven't already decided that, I just want mine to be independent and not depend on somebody or anybody for anything. Really, like even me. Like, I don't want him to get to a point where he he when he if he has trouble doing something, he has to come running to me like, oh, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Like, I need you to be able to figure stuff out. Like, if you try a couple times, you can't get it, then okay, you can ask for help. But don't be that person that just initially you see something like, oh, I, I'm just gonna I, I I can't do this. I need help. I just want him to be independent and and you're gonna make mistakes, but learn to fight through those mistakes and get better at whatever you're trying to do. Like, don't just give up on the first try and be like, okay. I'm stuck. Whatever. Somebody help me. That's my main thing. I just thought about another question. Um, I'm assuming this probably happens because people have their own views and, you know, can ever. Have you, you know, been talking to someone and you're like, oh, I have a kid and they just like shut you down completely? Like, is, is that a thing that happens often? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I went out last weekend and I like I was just talking to people and like, any of y'all have kids? And I have he's, he's my my wallpaper on my phone. And, like, every girl I was around, like, oh, my God, he's so cute. I love him. Oh, my God, what's his name? So I I haven't come across those people that just kind of just shut you off. He's sick. He's using his son to pull <laughs> girls. No, if, if they ask me, if they ask me, 
I mean, no, honestly, like it's it was it's crazy. Like three or four girls literally asking this weekend, like, do you have do any of y'all have kids? I was with my homeboys, like, do, do any of y'all have kids? And he pointed right at me. I was like, yeah, I have a son. He was like, oh, what's his name? I was like, can I see him? I was like, yeah, I just, I just literally just tapped my phone and pictures right there. And you're like, oh my god, he's so cute. He's walking around the bar with his phone on, just putting it out there, hoping someone takes a glimpse at it. Hey, I'm he's, telling- he's all over. He's, He's all over my IG, so it's, they don't have to look far anyway. Yeah, I'm telling you that I don't know what it is about being a single father. Don't get me wrong. There are a few girls that will be like, oh, you got a kid. I'm good. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Th- like, it don't bother me. For every one male born, there's four females. It's because they automatically I, assume you have baby mama drama. So drama, like right. Be- Which, before, they, before they do anything, they just assume that. Right, and that's on them. They're lost. I'm not going to sit here and press you out just because you want to make an assumption. But yep. I'm telling you, my thing now is the park, bro. I take my daughter to the park. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's single mom central, yep. bro. And they're like, the oh, park my God. The Whole Foods. Yep. Oh, my goodness, bro. What? <laughs> I'd be in there looking for vegetables. Don't even be buying nothing. Just be single mom nothing. shopping. Right. Single mom shopping. Like, <laughs> they, they be in this. I'm telling you. Then they want to sit here and try and fake like they playing with your baby. She's so cute. No, you so cute. What's up? Exactly. But like, yeah, he'll be he'll be cute for a little bit. You only got a couple more years left, so we got to get to this now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now that we got now that we got the uh, baby baby talk out the way, the kid talk out the way, the relationship talk out the way, we're gonna hit this deep three six five bucket list question. It's a list of 365 questions. It comes with an answer if you need help for some answers or need some ideas. Um, and we'll just spin a few. Okay. I'll start this off with uh, Anthony. I'll let Anthony get this one. Question 35. What is important enough to go to war over? My family. Okay, I guess that was an easy one. That was a terrible question since we talked about family this whole time. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> God dang, that, I threw a curveball. What can I say? No, you, no, you threw me a oop. You threw me an alley. I, I did. Jesus. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is for Eli since we talked about babies. If you could instill one piece of advice in a newborn baby's mind, what advice would you give them? Um, The advice I would give them is be a leader, not a follower. Okay. And the reason why, you know, I would say something like that is because um, with our generation, we didn't, we had, you know, levels of peer pressure, but it's only gotten worse every year we've been out of high school, college or whatever. And you see how fast these kids are developing at this age. When we were in high school, we was probably, you know, started having sex freshman, sophomore year. These kids are having sex as early as sixth, seventh, you know, fifth grade. And it's, it's just crazy. So if, if they're taking on that that big of a responsibility when I say, you know, something like sex at that young age, think about the level of peer pressure they go through and the level of, hey, follow me. Let's do this. Let's, you know, go, go you know, do something bad. And because all your friends are doing it, boom, not, now you are part of the part of the problem. So I would definitely say always be individual, you know, don't sit here and always be following the crowd. Have the crowd follow you. Facts. They're going to follow me, but I ain't leading them nowhere good. Uh, Anthony, I got 60 for you. What is your most beloved childhood memory? Uh, Let me see. 
probably the first time. So my dad, my dad's real dad, he lived in Colorado with, with his with his with his wife. So my dad didn't really have a good relationship with him growing up. So he didn't meet him for the first time until he was about ten. So I didn't meet him for the first time till I was about five or six, maybe. And my dad, we my dad planned a trip, and we took a Greyhound bus from Houston, Texas, all the way to Colorado, which is like a twenty-two hour ride. Oh my god! That was probably my favorite, most favorite memory. Just like just from seeing everything, just spending all that time with my dad, and then meeting my granddad. Really, like that was the second time I met because he came down to Houston when I was a little. But that was probably my my favorite memory growing up. Damn, that's a okay. long ass ride. That is yeah. very long. It's fun though. Okay, 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 okay. Mm. All right, here we go. I'm gonna hit you with number seventy. Six? Nah, that's cap. Is that your mother in the background? Yeah. Uh, tell her I said hello. Tell her I also said hello. Anthony and Ezra say hello. That was Eric. Anthony. That, that was, was Eric. Eric. Sorry. Sorry. You can tell her I said hello too. I never, I never met her before, but tell her I said hi. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> I Yo, I, as well. I got to get back to being a dad. My daughter's dinner time. So I appreciate y'all having me on the podcast. Hey, thank you. Man. Stay thank safe you. out there. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. Uh, you too. We're going to give you two more questions, Anthony, and then your time is up. Uh, yeah, because mine just woke up from a nap. Jesus Christ. What's wrong? Y'all kids get up at 554? They don't, they didn't see. No, well, because don't mean naps at like around 11 or 12, but I'm at work at that time, so we can't really nap. So he'll nap in the car, and I just try to get him to sleep a little bit so he's not, like, in Hulk mode at nighttime when it's time to actually go to bed. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I'm actually just giving you one more because this is being dumb. Um, How do you deal with someone in a position of power who wants you to fail? Uh, Let me think. I kind of just stay on my, stay on my path. Like, I can't – I'm not going to stoop down to that level. Even if they're trying their their best to get me off my game, I'm just gonna stick. If I have a goal in mind, I'm just gonna stick to that goal. And their hate or whatever they're trying to do is not gonna really. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't let it deter me, even though I know they're probably waiting for my demise. I'm just gonna keep my head in on the keep my head on the narrow, and just keep it moving. Um, I have nothing else. Eric, you got anything? Uh, I think I'm all good on my end. All right. Um. All I can say is uh, we did have a podcast with Brian Krug the other day. If you want to listen to that, give it a little listen. Um, I heard, man. I was, I was glad to hear my my OG. Anyway, um, your OG is <laughs> your OG is L Mac, and she'll never get on this podcast. She's not. She's not. She's not really my OG. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's the homie though. But she's the homie though. Facts for you. Shout out Krug. Hey, man. Shout out Krug. <laughs> A lot of good reviews from that episode so far. It's only been out for a day. I'm hip. Um, outside of that, bro, uh, I'll let Eric close this out. But outside of that, like, stay safe down in Houston. Hope the family's good. That's all we can ask for. Appreciate it. Hey, you going to hey. say bye? Say bye. 
Huh? No. Well, we got we got all these kids. We got kids crying. <laughs> we got kids. Oh, I don't even know what that sound was. I don't know but. What that he, just, he, 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 he just woke up, so he doesn't want to talk. Mm. Mm. Well, hey, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Eli, coming on. Paige was on for a little bit, uh, but you know she's doing grandparent stuff. Shout out to her. Prayers up for her. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Porch Talk, No A, and we'll be back next week. Peace. Appreciate it. Right outside, TT, two turn baby girl, you know me.